AKA not too close go up here, but we gotta we gotta step on. We gotta step on. <laughs> <laughs> now all y'all out there need a reference, hit up the your YouTubes, and then you'll know what we gotta get our step on. <laughs> we're not gonna not gonna walk, we're not gonna run. Just gonna step. Man, I don't wanna go. <laughs> <laughs> oh classic. Speaking of too cold, uh, I, I saw a couple of snippets. Uh, he's done some uh, interviews out there on the interwebs, and some of the topics that they discussed were pretty interesting. You know, like oh, yeah? they, you know, he went in a little more detail with his uh, uh, one-on-one fight with uh, Hawk on the uh, Korea trip, uh, Wait, as hold well up, as hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Too, too cold, Scorp- too, too cold. Scorpio got into a fight with Hawk. Yeah, you did. You see? You didn't see the um. Korea episode on uh, uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, okay. Well, it, definitely check that out. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like a, it was like similar like like the plane ride um, situation where like anything that could go wrong did go wrong. But yeah. Okay. Uh, keep, uh, long story short, that like, yeah, they had beef on the on the bus and they had uh, you know. He pulled apart at one point, but yeah, he was going over, you know, the reason and all that type of stuff. Basically, you know, people just getting tired, you know, long tour, don't want to be there type of situation. So, you know, tensions start to, to brew. Gotcha. Um, Did, do, do we know who, who got the better of that fight? Well, I mean, Too Cold is from his perspective. So you said, you know, there's always two sides to the story. Of course, of course. So, but yeah, it sounded like he had, he got the better of All right, all right. Um, but he also, cold. he also, I guess, I never knew. I, I guess I didn't watch WCW, you know, uh, when I was a young youngin. Uh, but apparently, him and Bagwell were a tag team at one point. But I, I guess, guess they were towards the end. They had beef. See, I, I always, I caught Bagwell when he was tagging with um, uh, Scotty Riggs, is his name? Yeah, Scotty Riggs, the American Mouse, the American Mouse. And then yeah, obviously, <laughs> and then obviously with um, you know, Steiner. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, I guess. So did you? Did you ever see them tag? Cor- uh, yes, two I did. Two were they good? Um, they're all right. Like for the time and for when I was a young and watching, uh, I thought. Did they, they have a name? Cool. Did they have a tag question. name, or were they, they just came out as individuals? I I feel like they came out together, but they were just two cold Scorpio and Marcus Alexander. Marcus Bagwell. Okay. Yeah, he wasn't buff yet. Um, I was about to say. Side note: What did as an in ring worker? Before you know, when he was Marcus, and then when he became you know Buff, what 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 do what do you grade him on his uh, in ring work and I guess uh, uh, promos as well? Um, that's I don't know if it's fair for me to grade his in ring work because I only okay. saw it as a kid. So okay, that's that's where well, no, well, it come from. But I'm also saying was you know as him as Buff like yeah, no, like which one, what what, what did you grade him? I feel you. And even as Buff, I don't know if I want to grade his in-ring work because I, okay. I only remember it from being a kid. Okay. Uh, you know, I was in high school when he was buffing the stuff. Right. Um, 
But I'm like, yeah, and I, when I think back to my perspective on wrestling at that time, right, it's very different than my perspective on wrestling now. Okay. Uh, it's actually kind of funny because um, I'm like, yeah, I didn't care that much about the in-ring work like and technical masterpieces and stuff like that. I appreciated them. Right. Um, like Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect from SummerSlam 91. Right. One of my favorite matches of all time. And I remember as a kid, like, appreciating the, the technical masterpiece that that was. Right. Um, but I also loved larger-than-life characters. And I think more than the technical masterpieces, I appreciated the larger-than-life characters of wrestling. Right. Um, with that being said, though, I, I definitely remember watching Buff and Two Cold Scorpio uh, as a tag team when I was younger. Right. Um, and uh, I remember enjoying them. I, I always loved Two Cold Scorpio. Yeah, uh, he was a high flying black guy. So how can I not like that as a kid? He, yeah, one of the other segments that he had on interviews. How it, I guess I never knew, uh, but it was always I guess a toss up of who invented the four fifty. Him or Scott Steiner? I think I did. I send you that clip. You yeah, you the one that said so that. Yeah, that, that prompted me to because I think I I was like Scott Steiner doing the four fifty. So I looked it up. And I was like, oh, my. it was like real. But I guess he asked somebody asked the question like, you know. Everybody thought who who really invented the full fit. I was like, who even thought Scott Steiner even like jumped off the top rope? I like, know, seriously. <laughs> like I when know, I saw that clip, I was like flabbergasted. Right, but I know I you know I knew Tuco did the four fifty, but like you know, when he says Steiner, like that's just two names you just don't go and coincide as far as aerial moves, you know. <laughs> oh seriously, Ser- well it's but funny. Then again, I'm like Scott Steiner is aerial moves, but like not off the top rope. Right, I mean the Frankenstein. Was an air, his, you know, his go-to aerial move, um, yeah. which he so did he really invent the um, Hurricane Rana, or was that before him? And he just you know nipped it as the Frankensteiner. Uh, I honestly don't know. He says he invented the Frankensteiner. I'm not going to disagree with him, right? Uh, you know, and, and yeah, he's like, oh, now they call it the Hurricane Rana, but it was the Frankensteiner. I was like, okay, yeah. but I felt and like I- in Lucha times, I thought that was probably like way before him. And that's the thing I don't know, though, because I'm like, who knows when the Hurricane Rana came out in Lucha Times? I mean, I'm sure it's probably easy enough to look up. Um, right. In fact, hold up. We've got the Google machine here. Let's see. When was the Hurricane Rana invented? Not Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Interesting. Uh-huh. Um, so this here says that Daniel Garcia... Not the guy that's on AEW right now. Okay. Um, but uh, he was apparently he was a, a luchador known as Huracan Ramirez. Okay. Um, and it says he invented the Hurricane Rana. I'm trying to see if it says a uh, year though that he invented it. Huh, if you go to Wikipedia though. Yep. And under Wikipedia for who invented the 450 splash, they say Scott yep. Steiner. That's crazy. That's crazy. So that's so that's kind of funny. Right? Um, <clears throat> all right, here we go. Hurricane Rana on the Lucha Lucha Wiki page. Uh right. Let's see. Blah blah blah. When was it invented? That's all I want to know. <clears throat> okay, so the Hurricane Ron and the Frankensteiner are two different moves. Okay. Well, they look different. I mean, 
when Steiner does it, it's almost like the because I the hurricane the times we seen it with like you know Ray doing it is like the guy is not he's not attached after when he's getting thrown from the legs with this yeah. Frankenstein is like he's still attached to like Steiner in essence. Yeah, yep, and that's what Lucha Wiki is saying that they're two different moves. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, it doesn't give a. Uh... Oh, here we go. 1966 uh, oh, wow. is when uh, Huracan Ramirez was doing it. So Which that's makes, definitely. It makes sense by just his first name, you know, Huracan. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, as far as like naming it, but okay. Yeah. So that's definitely before Steiner, like 20 years yeah. before Steiner, I think. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steiner was probably just like in high school still at the time. Yeah. That <laughs> uh. even. Yeah, right. In fact, let's see Scott Steiner age because now I'm kind of curious. While we're on this rabbit hole, he's probably, if I had to guess, like I put him in like 56, 57. That's what I would have said too. If Sting is like 60 something, Steiner apparently is 59. Okay, so yeah, he's not going to 60. Born in 1962, so he was four when the Hurricane Rana was invented. Was invented. Okay. And it's crazy that he invented the 450. Right? Like, <laughs> like that is wow. crazy. Yeah. Well, as I say, your man, um, Super Sidebar, Jason Rumble, didn't he invent the 630? He did not invent the 630. Oh, okay. Um, I want to say that was Jarrell Clark, uh, okay. who, who they wrestled each other. I also wrestled Jarrell Clark. Uh, at one point, but uh, but yeah, I believe it was Jarrell Clark that did the six thirty. Um, what that does one look like? I've yet to see like because the four fifty. I'm like you know you barely can make that second third rotation. You yeah, know six thirty is one yeah. more rotation. Uh, yeah. If you look up Jarrell Clark, you okay. can find it. Okay, Jarrell J E R R or G J J Jarrell and then Clark with an E or no E. I think no E. Okay. All right. But he did he um when you faced when you faced him did you did he bust one out on you? No. Okay. Wasn't worth it for him. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with Rumble. Did he ever hit you with it? Um. No, actually, I'm like the worst thing I ever took from Rumble was the frog splash. And when I say worst, I just mean as far as oh, like what has he done to me off the top rope? And I'm like, yeah, frog splash. I'm like, Rumble was, uh, <laughs> at the times that I wrestled Rumble, uh, both, I, I want to say they were all in Maine, um, smaller shows, and so it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we're not going to bust out the big stuff tonight. Who had a pretty 630? Jarrell Clark. Oh, okay. Why? Right. Height or impact? Uh, height and grace. Oh, grace. All right. Uh, it just looked more fluid? Yes. Yep. Who's the bigger guy to do it? Like, it looked like the difficulty was even, you know, tougher to pull up, pull it off. Uh, they're, they're both similar size guys, not very big. Um, oh. It's funny. R- Jarrell Clark's probably a little taller. Rumble's a little broader. Okay. But yeah, not too much difference. Okay. I don't. Mm-hmm. Are, they, are they the only two that you seen that do a six thirty? I believe so, off the top of okay. my head. That's crazy. Um, I don't think more people would, you know, do it. It's a high level of difficulty. Has, um, well, has Ricochet done one? 
I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm not sure. I'm like, he could pull it off. I bet uh, my boy Mark Quinn from Private Party, I bet he could pull it off. He, he's pretty athletic and uh, in that regards. Probably, I would say, uh, um, uh, old boy from the Hart family that's always. Oh, uh, Teddy Hart. Yeah, Teddy Hart. I think yeah. he can. Probably you know, in his day. Yeah, now he's, you know, probably obviously up there, you know, uh, you know, in injuries and age. Uh, and probably maybe if his homie, uh, Jack Evans. Yeah, in his day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, all right, cool. Cool, 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 cool. So, um, I know we discussed last week uh, that we were going to do a, a, a small segment on uh, who is Tony Khan. Uh, who is Nick Khan? Yes. I'm, <laughs> all these <laughs> cons are running the... Uh, <laughs> yes, running, yes. Running the biz. <laughs> they, they really are, like, legitimately... <laughs> <clears throat> but yes, uh, Nikon. Um, so uh, I did something up on a website that has like a little blurb about him, I guess. Uh, okay. I don't know if you have anything followed, but uh, according, according to uh, itrwrestling.com, uh, Nick in 2012 uh, joined Creative artist agency uh, a talent agency group that focuses on creating opportunities and deals um, for who they represent it's funny uh, I think we got our notes from the same place oh okay I was going to say so <laughs> like, yeah like a you know marketing uh, advert- uh, company um, you know and he was a <clears throat> co-head of the television uh, department uh, which I guess handled numerous uh, on-air personalities uh, <laughs> as well as slowly became one of uh, CAA's most notable agents uh, transitioning from representing clients to huge organizations. Uh, and I guess Mr. Vincent K. Kennedy McMahon's uh, was one of those uh, organizations uh, that Nick, I guess, represented. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess that was also a, a you know indicating for him to you know be hired for uh, with the WWE. Yeah. Um, also, uh, uh, let's see what else that they, uh, um, once he did join the events of them, he became a chief revenue officer. Um, and I guess he replaced, uh, several other people, um, who have been let go just after seven months earlier due to shareholder frustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we discussed this in the past with Vince now becoming a public uh, company. That's why all these superstar releases had to happen, in essence, which is, you know, indicative to what we never saw, like, you know, the 90s Attitude Era or, like, even during, like, the 80s Hogan Era. Like, pretty much anybody had, like, a guaranteed job at that point. Well, here's a here's an interesting thing about that, and yeah. uh, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, yeah. I was just having a conversation yesterday. Yeah. Um wrestling used to be so different guaranteed contracts didn't become a thing until the mid 90s like right, then, when, um, everyone had one. right when they started raw pretty much around that time okay um and, and not even everyone had one yet uh, at, at that time like only like top top guys got yeah, the big dogs. contracts yeah so at the time it's probably like michaels brett diesel uh uh, razor, right. yeah, and that might be it. 
Uh, who else was doing? Maybe Bam Bam. I doubt it. I'm trying to think of like WrestleManias during this, like when Raw was introduced, because this is off like the heels of nine going into ten, eleven. Yeah. Well, yeah, he headlined WrestleMania eleven yeah, he though was, with LT. He did, but outside of that match, like yeah. I feel like he was a very high profile guy. Yoko, and Yoko might have had a guaranteed deal. Probably. Undertaker, obviously. Yeah, I'm sure Taker had a guarantee. And yeah, probably yeah, probably that group, like you said, like the ones that headline Mania or was like the second card before the headline of Mania's probably had guaranteed contracts. Yeah. But th- then everyone else was just on a, you know, all right, this is how many shows we're, we're promising you a year. And yeah. then outside of that, you know, handshake and a hot dog. Curious to know how big, how many numbers, if there were six digits at the time or seven? For the guaranteed deals? Yeah. Six. Six? Okay. Yep. With okay. the opportunity to make more. With merchandise? Uh, right. You think the merchandise and contracts uh, were better back then or the same? Like percentage-wise? Uh, like, <clears throat> That's a good question. I'm mm. going to say probably better back then. Only, really? And the only reason I'm saying that is because... Uh, actually, I've got two reasons to say that. My initial reason, I'm just thinking about hearing about Austin's merchandise deals. Okay. And I heard Austin was making like seven figures a quarter just on merchandise. Get out of here. Yeah. Wow. So so that's why I'm like, oh, like it must have been a higher percentage thing where but I'm like, but he's he was his guaranteed contract I don't think was for his seven figures either. No, I think it was probably like maybe like seven fifty like seven hundred and fifty thousand. If that six six hundred thousand. Yeah, it's probably like five, six hundred thousand. Okay. Um you know, it's kind of interesting. Like, we really, like, this is the most money top guys have ever been guaranteed in wrestling. Okay. Um, and, and Roman Reigns is the top, the top guy in wrestling. And he's guaranteed, like, a little more than $5 million a year. Okay. Um, so when you when you really put that in perspective, it's like, yeah, like, there, there's no way they were making seven figures back then. Since, like, you, guys are, since you guys are contractors, does... Uncle Sam take that off the rip or do you have to file as a self-employed um you file as a self-employed okay that's that's why a lot of WWE guys live in Florida how come um no uh the the tax there they they don't take very low uh, yeah oh okay yeah because now I think about it you know how like athletes or, or even like uh, Hollywood celebs get caught up with you know not paying their taxes. You don't really you seldom hear that about professional wrestlers like getting in trouble for taxes. Yeah, I think they uh... which is crazy <clears throat> because they're you know like they're actual you know self-employed employers. So like you would think they'd be like the worst, not the worst, but like you think they would have more case prevalent cases with not paying their taxes. No, nah, I think it's probably. Well, and we're because it's funny. I'm like, I've got to talk two different eras because each one is different. Right. Um, I think back in the day, uh, just from things I've listened to with like the Cornette podcast and stuff, yeah. so I'm like, it was a lot easier to, to do your taxes and fluff stuff because most of it was all paper transactions. What do you mean? So, like, it was just all cash and handshakes back then. So there wasn't like a paper. Are you talking trail. about like oh like the independent territories? Not no, like I'm WCW. Like, I'm talking about like WCW and like they weren't they weren't paying by check. They were getting checks, but a lot of the house shows and stuff like that, you could just yeah. say, oh like I I just like a cash draw. 
Oh, okay. And they'd give you cash like that night. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Cornette says one of the worst things to happen to wrestling was the, you know, everything becoming corporate. And now everything checks and, you know, can be followed and everything else. Yeah, but if you're on cash, it, uh, you have to, there has to be a money trail though, too. I mean, you can pay be. under the table, but there's a reason why it's called under the table. Is it's not technically legal. <laughs> well, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, it is what it is. So that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wrestling was always the world of the work. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I mean, all the way back to you know days of Arnie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, so I think. You know, those things have impacted how wrestling business is done. Right. Um, but yeah, now everybody's an independent contractor. And I think it probably, as an independent contractor, but with guaranteed money coming in, it behooves you to, to do your taxes properly and get the most benefit that you can get from it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I've yet to see a 30 for 30 of uh, professional wrestlers. I mean, obviously they... Do going financial hard times because that's sometimes guys you know, hard times. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, guys sort of go further in their career that they don't want to, but it's like you never see them go to jail or you know have like like I said like a go bankrupt in regards to you know Uncle Sam's knocking on that door. I feel like you. the only time I've really heard like maybe close to it is probably maybe with Flair. Yeah, yeah, it was, you know he, we know his litany of issues. Right over the years, and uh, we still don't know who's going to be in Flair's retirement match. Nope, but um, we know it's not uh, going to be the Dragon Steamboat. Oh, okay, okay. That's the I was going to say, I just saw online, um, uh, Charlotte and um, Alejandro just got uh, hit. Yes, so you got to Salute to salute to the happy newlyweds. Yes, actually, it's funny. Uh, last night, the princess came. She was showing me pictures and videos of their wedding, as well as the wedding of Shawnee O'Neal, uh, Shaq's ex-wife. Oh, okay. All right. She got oh. married to a uh, pastor in Texas. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know if the wedding was in Texas, but that's where that pastor. <laughs> the, the pastor is a pastor of the church in Texas. I got you. I got you. Uh, you think? Yeah. Charlotte would ever join AEW to now be where her newly uh, husband? Um, probably not. Um, okay. I think WWE is, they they're willing to pay Charlotte whatever Charlotte asks. Okay. And, uh, and WWE is the premier women's wrestling on the planet. No one even comes close. You think you think she could ever become a, a face again, or she's forever heel? Oh, she could be a face easily. You think the crowd would actually get behind her? Oh yeah, definitely. If they booked it really? right. I thought there was always like such disdain because she almost had like a you know, Cena slash Triple H type undefeated oh, run as far as like belts. There definitely is that disdain there. Yes. But she's she's so respected and so recognized for being the best female wrestler that they have. Would you so. do you you think she's the best in ring? Oh, I do. Even over um or at the time when she was yeah, who knows where she where she's gonna end up? But Sasha, yeah, funny actually, because the princess and I we we often debate this back and forth. Huh. Um, the princess mm-hmm. thinks I I only think Charlotte is better because she's a flair and because she's bigger. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I disagree. I think Charlotte's just so talented overall. Don't get me wrong, Sasha's amazing. 
Mm-hmm. And the one thing I will give Sasha that you can't give to Charlotte, you can put Sasha in there with anybody mm-hmm. and it will look good. You can't do that with Charlotte because with some people, Charlotte just looks so much physically better that it's like, well, why is Sasha wrestling this person? It's like not equal. Mm-hmm. Where I'm sorry, not Sasha, Sa- Charlotte. Why yeah, not Charlotte? Yeah. yeah, it's not equal. Yeah. Whereas with Sasha, like she looks equal with like any woman pretty much you put her in there with. Um, that's to me the only difference really uh, between the two. But I'm like, I, I think for my money and for my flavor of ice cream, like I think Charlotte Flair is the best women's wrestler on the planet right now. Even uh, uh, over Bianca? Even over Bianca. Bian- Bianca needs okay. like three more years to, of seasoning. Okay. Bianca, okay. I would say Bianca is the strongest female athlete. Um, okay. I would say she's like, in terms of like being a pure athlete. Yeah, like Bianca's got all of those intangibles. Right. But, but she needs like two, three more years of seasoning to like really be like, okay, like she's there, there. Right. But right she's right, on right. her way. No question. Um, okay. I, I think. What about Becky Lynch, the man? I'm not a huge on Becky. I, I think okay. I might be alone on that though. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What are your opinions? Um, I think she's definitely in the top tier, you know, as, as, as far as uh, women performers. No doubt. Um, you know, but like, you know, like you said with the previous two, you know, um, I put her in my top five, but I want to put her, you know, like top three. Mm. You know. Completely understood and agreed. And, uh, yeah, uh, especially now with this upcoming crop of uh, NXT <clears throat> female performers. You know, uh, they're slowly uh, rising, you know, rising up. So it's going to be interesting in the next, you know, uh, five years where who's going to be, you know, uh, top of the top of the I feel you. And uh, is this upcoming crop of NXT female talent really that kind of good? So far, I'm digging uh, Nikita. Okay, Nikita Lyons. Nikita Lyons, yep. She definitely has a stature in regards to, like, if you went up against Charlotte size-wise, they it wouldn't be like, oh, what's... You know, why is Charlotte going against this much smaller opponent? You know? Okay. Okay. I dig it. Shout out to the obviously, obviously she Yeah, obviously she's green, you know, because she just died. So, yes. you know, Charlotte's had, you know, years and years ahead, and, you know, just what father, you know, just decades of knowledge probably pouring into her. Yes. And that's, uh, you know, I, when I put Charlotte over, I'm like, I, I understand she probably has an unfair advantage. Yeah, compared uh, to everyone else. Yeah. Yep. Maybe what? if I had, well, I would say, um, uh, uh, what's the, the Heart Foundation? Oh, Natty. Um, Natty, yeah, yeah, Those two, as far as, like, I, if I had to say, like, wrestling knowledge from family pedigree, I think they'd probably, like, tie. Yeah, yeah. If anything, uh, it's funny. I'm like, Natty, in theory, has access to a lot more knowledge just because the whole family, jeez Louise, like. <laughs> yeah, uncles and. Yeah. Maybe even aunts and like his cousins. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like it's crazy yeah. when you think about how much talent has gone through that that whole family. Oh yeah, when you think about the Hart found family, I, I would say rivals like the Samoan family in regards to like like uh, legacy. It's yeah. even now more Samoans though, you know, obviously probably have a well, long lasting, you know, uh impact on the I would say the business, you well, know, yeah, just because the Samoans didn't implode. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody has like some sort of like one eighth relation to someone else, to <laughs> someone else. Like the heart foundation is only to the heart family, you know. Right, 
Right. And then once they get, you know, finish out the biz, it's pretty much you know, a wrap at that point. Yeah, like I'm trying to think. I'm like, after Brett's kids aren't. Yeah, Brett's kids aren't wrestling. No. Uh, you know, obviously we got um, David Boy Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with his uh, mother being, you know, Brett's sister. Uh, obviously yep. Natty. Uh, but isn't she Anvil's Yeah, she's Anvil's daughter. But his wife was Brett, a sister, right? Yeah, yep. I was just going to okay. say Brett's sister. Okay. So you got the, uh, those two. trying to uh, Teddy Hart, but I think he's probably on I like I feel like the, he's done. Yeah, g- coming to the, you know, the conclusion of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much about it. Just those three. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, but like you see, this, this is like a Samoan every like <laughs> month that pops up. That has like some relation to Afa or Sika. Right. <laughs> and it's kind of funny to think Samoa Joe has no relation to any of them. Which is crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> like even like even like um uh like they even try to have like Tonga you know, Haku, King, you know, King Haku, like, relation, but he's Tongan, and Tongan Samoans are, like, yeah, somewhat rivals, like, so, like... <laughs> like New Zealanders and Aussies, like... Right? Like, but they claim him to a family. I'm just like, yeah. all right, even Snooker, I think they claimed him as family, yeah, yeah, but I think he's um, Hawaiian. He's, yeah, he's uh, Fiji. Fiji he's yeah, yeah, so it's like... I don't know what you call that, Fijian? I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, 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 no, but... Because I don't think any of his... He didn't marry any of, like, you know... I don't Peter Maya be his like daughters or nothing like that. So like, but they claim him as family. Yeah, they claim you know? him, and that's why Naya they say is part of the thing. Or not Naya, Tamina. Oh, Tamina, yeah, yeah. I yeah, see yeah. Naya. I think she does have one of some yeah, moments. Naya, Naya is related to one of them somehow. But yeah. I was gonna say Tamina because they'll say Tamina's part of the dynasty, Samoan dynasty. But like, <laughs> she's Snooka's kid. Who they and they also don't acknowledge like Snooka ever existing anymore. Like, like, <laughs> what? That, 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 like it's weird. Like, oh, so they've been wanting him? Yeah, like not as bad as Benoit, but pretty much. Oh, okay. like, you, <laughs> you won't hear you won't hear them saying Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Was that after the um Dark Side of Wrestling? I think so. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, although okay. speaking of uh things you won't hear people say, hey, did you yeah. see that clip of Brooke Hogan? Uh, nah. <laughs> okay, was, uh, break it down. Uh, she was on some sort of, like, I don't know if it was like a talk show, a podcast, what, whatever, <laughs> but, you know, some sort of thing talking, and they were talking yeah. wrestling, and yeah. uh, the talk of wrestling unions came up. Okay. And uh, Brooke Hogan was like, you know, oh, like, you know, I don't understand why, like, they don't have, like, wrestling unions. Like, you know, oh, my goodness. Oh, so she don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the guy, the guy, the guy that was interviewing her, whatever, he did, he was like, are, "Are you serious? Like, you know, <laughs> like one person?" <laughs> with the former? What? Well, it's funny. Brooke, Brooke was like, "Well, I saw something on Google, but you know, who knows what's what?" Like, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, he, "Wow, that's crazy." Well, did he eventually say it was because of her pops? No, nah, no, nah, they moved on. Oh, like, uh, he didn't do his. Journalistic duties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was aroused that moment. <laughs> I was <aroused> that moment. <laughs> yeah, that's but surprisingly, to... not nah, Hulk has been somewhat quiet now. You know, the, uh, haven't really heard too much from him. I mean, doesn't really. He's more flair than Hogan. 
Yeah, I don't know if Hogan's got a, I mean, Hogan, it, it's funny. Flair, you know, I don't, Flair was definitely financially hurt by the dark side of the ring because he was supposed to sign with AEW and then they right. they didn't sign him. Right. Um, but from a reputation standpoint, I don't think it hurt him that bad because right. at the end of the day, everyone's like, yeah, it's Ric Flair being Ric Flair. Right. But uh, with Hogan, like his, you know, the whole N-word and, and some other stuff too, like even just yep. sleeping with another guy's wife and, and all yep. of that, like that yep. really hurt Hogan because it's like, wait, that's not the, you know... When it comes crashing down and it hurts to <laughs> like that's that's we that's not what we associate with Hogan. Nah, nah, you're right, you're right. Um, yeah, uh, he definitely, you know, definitely took a took a took a hit. Uh, but it's just remarkable how like even Vince doesn't even really bring him back for a whole lot of like appearances as much. Well, because when they do, he gets booed. Well, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, so yeah. that's that's why, like, it's a. It's a it's but a you think spot. also too of like all the internet lore of you know of like oh that doesn't work for me, brothers. All those add up, and then like yeah, all the all know. of it. Yeah, and yeah. I know you know um, when his son had that situation with the car accident, that unfortunate accident. Yeah, I think he had like a leak conversation for that too. That didn't really help his reputation. Yes. Yep. Um, you know, so and what it is, and this is, uh, and it's funny not to get into politics. I don't mean for this to be politics, but it's just something that yeah. explains things. Uh, yeah. I think why Donald Trump gets away with a lot of stuff, yeah, uh, is because it's like, well, that's just who he is, you know. Yeah. So we, this is who we know. This is what we expect. Yeah. Um, you know, with with Ric Flair, this is what we know. This is what we expect. Yeah. But with Hulk Hogan, it's like, well, we expect the, you know, saying your prayers, taking your vitamins, like blah blah blah. Right. You know, right. Say, Tiger Woods. You know, yeah. it's the same thing. Like I think, you know, he took such a big hit because it's like, well, we know Tiger Woods to be the quiet, like, you know. And it's like, wait, what? He's this whole different guy. Right. But he can get he can have a redemption story. Yeah. Do you think it's too late for Hogan? Um probably too late for Hogan. What, what's tough is that the key to a redemption story is to be a winner of some sort. Um, well, I can see the only way I can see a redemption story for him, unfortunately, if he was struck with some sort of, you know, illness type of thing, and you know, then I think sympathy. people would, yes, the, the sympathetic. I think that would be like the only, you know, outlet because you know when people do pass, you know, they, no matter what they've maybe done, you know. Unless it's not like under like murder or you know, uh, right? Uh, uh, you know, something horrible. Something, yeah, her, her, her You know, but like with with something just more of a life is in like personal tabloids, like Hogan. You know, like ups and downs. I think that could actually, you know, could help. You know, in that regard. Yeah, I I, I think you're right. Not to say that you know I'm not wishing that on him, but I'm of saying course. that's like the only way I could see that possibly happening. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that that makes a world of sense, and I think you're you're probably spot on with that. <clears throat> to get some sort of sympathy, yes, unfortunately, but uh, but yeah, that's that's probably the case for Hogan, and I mean, whew, crazy, like you know. And, do you think we'll ever see another? Like, do you think Cena? He's too well protected to protected to do that to his legacy and I'm, I'm thinking probably with The Rock as well but do you see any other 
superstar having like a clean cut cookie image and then all of a sudden everything just goes downhill after you know well it's kind of interesting being off the limelight it's it's interesting because uh you know you talk about being protected um (laughs) do i want to start with the rock or cena let's start with cena because his is is easy and pretty cut and dry um you know cena had his own tiger woods deal going when um before nikki bella uh, he was he was married to his high school sweetheart, right? And then uh, she came out and said that yeah, she saw like all the stuff he was hooking up with all these chicks on the road, waitresses, and all these different things, right? And that's why they got divorced. Okay. Um, but like, I feel like it got completely like glossed over. Like, I don't know, like it didn't become bigger news, right? Um, you know, and Cena was able to still just be the hustle, loyalty, respect guy, and move forward he you know he then went on to be with Nikki Bella and you know and then she broke up with him and that's right. the whole thing uh, right but uh and now he's married to somebody right I don't think so maybe yeah I'm not too sure <laughs> like, as I think about it but yeah. I, I feel like he is um, but I think in regards to like that like adultery such as such a common occurrence uh, in the world, I don't think that's really like that much of a stain on on your shield. It hurt Tiger Woods a lot, but his was uh, a little different though. Why was because, his a little different? Because he got caught in the middle of the act while his I think his wife was just delivered. Um, you know, had their fir- their child. Uh, I don't know it was the first child, or you know, and then he got caught. I think they, he was in a um, car accident, so it was like your hand being cookie jar. Well, I mean, he wasn't in a car accident. Like he was being chased by his wife. Like <laughs> right, but his because the, the mistress was in the 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 car, so all that was it was a busted occasion. With Cena, it was more like hearsay, I guess. So okay, I see what you're you know saying. What I'm saying. Right, right. So, <clears throat> so I think that's why it was a little easy to gloss over his situation. Okay. Now, if, if like you know, <clears throat> all of a sudden, like his his ex wife. Had you know put him on like Instagram Live and bust in the door just down the third and he was like in the bed with the, you know another girl or like two girls you know what I'm saying like and she was like nine months pregnant now it's a whole yeah it's yeah whole it's all about the, the details okay that's fair because yeah with her it was just she she came out and publicly was just like oh yeah he did this this and that yep yep and that's it <laughs> yep which you know seems. uh yeah, like I said, it's, it's a common occurrence. Because it didn't, isn't that uh, currently happening with, with Riddle? Oh, oh, did happen Riddle? With Riddle? I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because I just <laughs> read that that whole uh, Twitter exchange from last at uh, some point earlier this week. Uh huh. Um, I had no <laughs> idea about all the Riddle stuff. <laughs> um, I knew about the lawsuit. Um, what lawsuit? From uh, Candy Cartwright. Don't know who that is. Okay, she is a backstage interviewer for Evolve. Oh, okay. And uh, she said that on a road trip, Riddle. Uh, well, she said that she and Riddle, this is alleged first, right? Yes, yes. This is, well, I mean, these are her words, so this is all what right, she but, said. Uh, all allegedly. Yes, this is this is what she's saying. I, I okay. haven't. I, I didn't see these acts or right, anything right, right. else. <laughs> But uh, she says she and Riddle were hooking up on road trips behind Riddle's wife's back. Uh-huh. 
Um, and then I guess on one road trip with other people present, uh-huh. Riddle was like choking her and like trying to force her to have sex. Wow. Uh, Allegedly. <laughs> her words. Right. Her words uh, right. is what she said. Um, and it went to a whole lawsuit because uh, she said that Riddle tried to get her blocked from getting like a WWE tryout and oh, like, wow. all this stuff. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, so that led to a lawsuit. Um, so I knew about that because that was like a couple of years ago. It was, that that happened like before the pandemic. Okay. Um, back when I still thought I had a shot with Evolve. Okay. Um, so this is now... So so now fast forward to earlier this week, I saw mm-hmm. a whole Twitter storm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Riddle's new chick uh-huh. posted a little video montage of pictures of her and Riddle and her being like, look how much happier he is with me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, which prompted Riddle's ex-wife to, to post a whole storm on Twitter um, talking about how horrible Riddle was to her, how he just literally left his family to go travel around with Randy Orton and bang chicks. Oh um, my goodness. So she played yeah. Randy on blast. Yep. <laughs> wow. Um, and then, uh, and then somebody uh, posted that uh, Riddle and Damian Priest hooked up with their sister at the Royal Rumble. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, and just yeah, and Riddle's wife was saying that Riddle's been having unprotected, unprotected sex with men and women. Uh, wow. Just putting his business all on Front Street. All on Front Street. Although the wow. one thing I will say that I'm curious about, yep. when she says that he's having unprotected sex with men and women, is he yep. directly having sex with men, or is it like you know, him and Priest and, and like this person's sister, and so him and Priest oh, are actually, okay. you okay. know, touching, yeah. so to speak. I was gonna say yeah, there's more in like the the, the same vicinity. Right, right. So okay. I, I am curious about that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm curious to know, like, if wrestlers of yesteryear, if their wives, had, if, if they, had, if their wives had like social media and stuff like that, you know, would they have gone this far, you know, Ooh. above and beyond, you know, in regards to their, you know, marital affairs? <clears throat> Some of them, you know? yes, no question. Okay. Uh, I think one of the great things for wrestlers of yesteryear, and this is for actually all people in the entertainment industry, was that yeah. there wasn't all the social media. And- <laughs> And all these things. So, you know, you could go to Wyoming and hook up with, you know, so-and-so and no one would know about it. <laughs> you know, they're, they're uh, only going to tell their best friend in Wyoming. <laughs> you know, That's crazy. Uh, that's crazy. Wow. You know, wow. Now it's just such a different world. Well, uh, I mean, we got to take also for, you know, it could, it it's could all, be a scorn, yeah. scorn, you know, yeah, person. who knows? So we don't really know the ins and outs. It's just wild. Yes. Yep. But it, it hurts like it hurts like your markability. Like you can't be signed for like you know Cheerios if you got like all these like if you got <laughs> dark cloud over your over your head. I know, right? You know, it's uh, crazy. But I mean, so far I feel like this hasn't had any negative impact on Riddle. Okay. Um, Heck, he's uh the, the rumor is it's gonna be him and Roman headlining the next pay-per-view. What SummerSlam? 
Um, I think it'll be uh, Money in the Bank. That's oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because that's usually before. Yeah, because we're going to June. Yes, yeah. July. Okay. Okay. But, uh, woo! That's right. That's <laughs> Indeed. Crazy. Indeed. When you read these, uh, you know, posts or tweets, do you usually agree with the accuser or the accused? Um, I, I don't know if I agree with either or. Uh, okay. I, I just kind of look at it as okay, this is this is what's out there. Um, you know, I mean, it doesn't seem implausible. Uh, you know, uh, we definitely know that Riddle is divorced, or you know that that part we know is fact. Like there is, right. but but then after that, yeah, who knows what the uh, what's real, what's not real. Yeah. And everything else, but I mean, Riddle's a good-looking guy. It's a, it, it's t- uh, you know, a lot of people are gonna hear me say this, and they're gonna be like, "Wow, this guy's a jerk." Uh, <laughs> but I'm like, it, it's gotta be tough. Like, I think about Riddle, Cena, and Sammy Guevara. Um, they were all with their high school sweethearts, and okay. then like became big stars. Okay, and it's like that's gotta be gotta be tough because now you've got all this you know new temptations coming at you that you probably weren't ready for or expecting yeah um, I mean so it's a familiar story though it's not like wrestlers are the only ones you know prone to this oh for sure for sure it's definitely a familiar story but but yeah it is one of those things that I do think has to be tough for for these people the, the Sammy Guevara I mean he's gotten so much heat now um, for, for the whole thing with him and Ty Conti um uh, well, I guess they really... Okay, uh, do you know who they are? I know Sammy, not the other name. Okay, uh, so Sammy Guevara, AEW wrestler. Um, Ty Conti, former NXT wrestler, now AEW wrestler. Oh, um, okay. Okay. And uh, she actually, she was a NXT, uh, what do you call it? I, I was going to call her an NXT original, but I'm like, yeah, she didn't have any experience on the indies. Okay. Um, she was a, I want to say Brazilian martial artist, I believe. Um, who got signed and learned how to wrestle at the Performance Center. Um, okay. Ended up leaving there, though, going to AEW. And okay. then uh, she was married. Sammy was engaged. Sammy got engaged on Dynamite. Uh, big mistake there. But uh, <laughs> Like a shoot engaged yeah, or what? Yeah, shoot, shoot engaged. Oh, wow. Um, to his high school sweetheart, who looked like a normal chick. Okay. Um, just, you know, your everyday day girl from down the street. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it was a sweet moment, but it's like, ooh, uh, <laughs> definitely a mistake because Sammy was on his way to superstardom, you know? And okay. He's a big star. And it's funny, actually, uh, before before it got revealed about him and Ty Conti having a relationship, I actually called it um, because I, I saw some clips of them on social media just wrestling with each other. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I've been there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm like, I, I know exactly what's going on. Um, and, and it's one of those things that's really tough. You start traveling. Wait, somewhere. what do you mean when they were rest- wrestling each other? Like you saw, like break that down a little bit. I'm sorry. Yeah. So they were, um, it, it wasn't like wrestling matches for like. Oh, see, I was like, yeah, I thought they had like a match or something. Yeah. Like no, something no. happened in the ring. No, no, no. So it was like there were clips of them just like on the road. And it would be a whole group of AEW wrestlers. Like it's not just like, oh, here's Sammy and Ty, like just by themselves. Okay. Okay. A whole group of AEW wrestlers. And, and you know, wrestlers wrestlers interact the way they interact. And like, which can be 
funny, roughing, different things. But, yep. but it's usually some level of physical, just because that's what we do. Okay. Um, and, and you could see, like, Sammy and Ty, like, they'd lock up, like, you know, or whatever. Like, this is just like, oh, we're all at Burger King. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Someone, someone, play. Yeah, someone's getting chopped. Someone, you know, in this corner here, like, th this isn't exactly the scenario, but just throwing now, just be like, oh, Scorpio Sky's chopping Matt Jackson in the corner, you know. Yeah. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, yep. I don't know. Uh, but but yeah, you'll be like, oh, there's Tay Conti and Sammy Guevara. Oh, they locked up, like you know. And, but like mm -hmm. I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, I've I've been there. Like these two, if they're not hooking up already, they're about to. Okay. Um, and, and sure enough, fast fast forward, and uh, <laughs> they're together as a couple. Uh, she left her husband. He left his fiance. Also, oh, she was married too. Yeah, she was married. Uh kids or just married? No, just married. No kids. Ooh, okay. Um, but but yeah, um, and so now they're together and they're they're an on air couple in their heels because everyone's upset about the situation. Um, okay, but but yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like yeah, it's it's got to be tough. That like that. Did the is the person that he engaged to? Did she ever go online to smear him? Oh yeah. Oh okay. She did, and how could you do this? And, Blah blah blah. And how how dare they now put it on TV? Like just throwing it in my face. That's that's a little wild. It is. That, and, what did he I, What did he comment on the situation? He he didn't. Other than just I, I wish people would stay out of my personal business. <laughs> well, I mean, he is right. Yes. Um, no. he, but then they made it a TV storyline. I mean, yeah, pro, you know, controversy sells. Yeah. To the where <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the, I'm just thinking about it. It led to, in my opinion, one of the craziest things ever said on a wrestling show. Okay. Um, after Scorpio Sky beat Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. Yep. Um, and Dan Lambert was like holding the belt, you know, kind of like Paul Heyman holds the belt. Yep. And Sammy Guevara is like, <laughs> Lambert, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, this wasn't exactly it, but it was something like, something like this. He was like, do you know what me and Ty did on that belt and what you probably got all over yourself right now? Oh, wow. <laughs> right? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I was like, what? Ooh. <laughs> like, what Ooh. a world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and then of course that that made me immediately think about uh, Paige from Page. WWE. Why? Uh, well, I mean, maybe and maybe you haven't seen it, but you must have at least heard about her tape. The the leaked. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, have you seen it? No. Okay, so there's a scene on that where uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> former. <laughs> Monday Night Raw uh, general manager Brad Maddox. Do you remember him? Vaguely. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> there is a scene on the page tape where uh, Brad Maddox will say uh, finishes on the WWE Divas Championship. What? Yes. <laughs> Wait, I don't get it. Page at the time, WWE okay. Diva Champion, so she okay. had the, the title. Okay. Oh, okay. Brad Maddox uh -huh. finishes on the title. 
Oh, uh. yeah. <laughs> wow. Right. Um, all right, we're going to have to edit that out. That's right. <laughs> keep this family friendly. <laughs> well, I tried to keep that as clean as I could possibly word that. Uh, I, okay, I didn't. I, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, back more, Mortal Kombat. Finish him. Back, nice. back to Nick Khan. I know we saw the office by Nick Khan and his uh, comeuppance. Yeah, but, how did uh, you get from Nick Khan to <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so after he uh, started working with the WWE, he uh, negotiated a uh, five-year deal with NBC Universal uh, worth upwards of $1 billion. Uh, yeah, since got snapped down to appear on Rolling Loud Music Festival in a documentary deal, interesting, with uh, Netflix for a show about Vince McMahon. Yes, so, which uh, uh, I believe which, wrapped up at WrestleMania. Which I'm probably is going to be heavily uh, worked. Since of Vince course. Definitely doesn't you know, want any, uh, you know, inside baseball uh, discussed about him. Oh yeah, no question. It's definitely going to be heavily worked. Yeah. yeah, which is unfortunate, but I guess it's the best we can get. Yeah, you know what? Hey, at least it's a uh, sponsored project. You know, it's uh, it's an official thing because there was talks. I want to say two years ago uh-huh. about a uh, Vince McMahon uh, biopic. Okay. And uh, there was a uh, leaked script for it that was pretty silly. What do you mean? Uh, Already? Yes. Uh, so okay. in, the leak, in the leak script, and I don't know if this is actually happening anymore or not. Okay. Um, but at the time, it was rumored. Um, <laughs> and the script, when the script was leaked, okay. <laughs> the, the, the idea was, was a biopic about Vince taking over the world of wrestling. Okay. Uh, and, and the script was two amazing scenes. Uh, <laughs> One of them was Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan apparently doing coke and working out. But didn't that happen though? Uh, are you asking, did that happen? Yeah, well, didn't, hasn't even Hogan mentioned stuff like that? Oh, Hogan mentioned it in his book. Yeah. So, I mean... Oh, okay, all right. Maybe he might not be the best. No, but hasn't other wrestlers said, like, Vince will try to outdo them and it's like, oh, I can do more lines, you know, more... Uh, not Coke. Allegedly. No no, oh, no okay. other wrestler has ever said anything about Vince McMahon doing Coke. Uh, I swear I thought in that book, um, oh, what was that? Um, I know exactly the book you're talking Sex, Lies, and Headlocks. Yeah. Yes, that, that, that did come up in that book. Okay, so it's not like no, out the no, total realm no. of possibility. Not out the total realm of possibility. Uh, that right. book and Hogan's book, but I don't think anyone else has ever accused Vince McMahon of doing Coke. Okay. Uh, at okay. least not publicly. Okay, okay. Uh, so, but but yeah, apparently there was a scene in the script where Hogan and Vince are doing coke and then working out together. Oh wow! Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, the other scene of the script that, uh, and this is amazing. Uh, I, I can't believe someone actually tried to like put this together. Uh, <laughs> is Linda McMahon in a board meeting? Uh-huh. Being like, oh, we need to get the title off of Backlund, put it on Hogan. Like, Backlund's a good guy, but Hogan makes you want to do butt stuff. Do what stuff? Do butt stuff. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right? 
Uh, and this was an actual legit script, or was it just like somebody fooling around Photoshop? Unclear. Um, it's it's never been been made known if that's fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Do you think Vince's documentary will have Hogan like Ducktales um, in it, or you think it, even though it won't be a hundred percent shoot, you think there'll be some sort of, you know, legit, uh, 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 you know, truth to some of his, you know. Whatever the case, you know, areas that would be covered, topics. Um, I don't know, honestly. It's what I'm curious about with this documentary because it's going to be what what are they covering? Is it going to be like a wide lens on Vince's yeah, from, whole life? Like, yeah, his uh, early up childhood upbringing into you know, re- you know, running a multi million billion or you know, soon to be billion dollar company. Yeah, like you know, so that's because if it's that. Then you're not going to have a lot of time for detail. Well, if it's on Netflix, they could probably do similar to like the Jordan documentary, doing it in the part in the parts possibly. Okay, that, and that's fair. That I could definitely <clears throat> see that them doing it in the parts. And, yeah. and I guess when you, when you look at it like that, because oh, and here's where I was going with this. So yep. from what I understand, like his whole thing at WrestleMania this year, yep. like him wrestling and all that, that that was because of the documentary. They wanted to to wrap it up with like Vince wrestling and like. Been like, oh, he's still, you know, still going at it, like even all these years later, and, right? And like to make it seem like, oh, like this is what he regularly does, like this is the regular day in the life of Vince McMahon. He's got to go to the right. gym, get ready to wrestle. He's got to run his company, right? Um, so I'm curious because I'm like, I, I, I don't know this for a fact because I, I wasn't there and I didn't sign papers, but like I've read that, yeah, I mean the documentary crew did a lot of work, like leading up to Wrestlemania so I'm like how much of that is going to take up like this thing okay um, and I guess yeah w- what is this thing going to be at the end of the day because yeah will it be like an eight part series in which case yeah you can put a lot more in there right like, cover all the different you know decades yeah although you could even do an eight parts like and what's tough is Vince has had such a life <laughs> I'm like, you could do a 24-part series, probably. <laughs> so what I, part would you be more interested in knowing about? The early stuff. Yeah, same here. Like, I would love to know about the night that supposedly Vince McMahon and Harley Race got in a fight in the bathroom um, at, at some restaurant. Cause, cause is this when he, was, uh, King, when he was King Harley? No, this is before then. Really? Yes. This, so this is before Harley had anything to do with the company. Oh, so they duped it out man-to-man? Yeah, man-to-man. Oh, wow. Because Vince, <laughs> supposedly the rumor is uh, Vince, you know, he's trying to trying to buy up all the territories. Right. And so he had, like, he was trying to buy up uh, Harley's territory, St. Louis. Okay. And the rumor is that Vince followed Harley into the bathroom because Harley was playing hardball. Like, at the t- like, I guess they were, you know, they're having this meeting at the table at, at this restaurant. And yep. Vince is like, you know, we'll offer you this and this. And Harley's like, no, like, you know, like, blah, 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 like, get out, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. supposedly Vince followed him into the bathroom to be like, oh, Harley, let me tell you how this is going to go. Yep. And Harley basically beat him up and walked out. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, Vince had to, uh, I think, like, so Gorilla or somebody had to, like, go collect him out of the bathroom and get him <laughs> out of there. <laughs> Uh, well, that's crazy thing because I guess he didn't hold no feelings if he let him in to work for his company. Yeah, well, I mean, so Harley's an interesting one because, and here's here's what's tough. Um, 
Hogan in his book has one version of how this went down. Oh, so uh, Hogan is the is the. <laughs> Well, not the bathroom incident. I'm about to tell oh, a second. Oh, yeah, I thought he was there. All right, I got no, you. No, 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 I'm about to tell a second. Like, I would say Vincent, just to the third. Well, and so the second incident you'll love. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is Hogan's perspective of it. And okay. I've heard other people talk about this, but all of the other people said they weren't there. So okay. like, they can only say, like, what they heard from Harley. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give Hogan's perspective of it. Okay. Hogan says that Harley, uh, so, so WWE, you know, after not being able to buy it out from Harley, they were like, screw it. Like, we'll just run it, run the town. Um, and, and this was, uh, I guess, so back then, you know, you had athletic commissions. And uh-huh. something I just learned about last week was uh-huh. that uh, a big part of the, the work with the athletic commission is yeah. they were supposed to keep other companies out of your area. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so there's no like monopoly. Not, not well. Well, there kind of is a monopoly. Like that. That's how it kind of worked. Like it was supposed to. Oh. Be like so, it's like oh, like Harley Race runs St. Louis. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You yeah. know, he's. No, I'm just yeah, saying, like one, one territory doesn't take over like the whole country type of thing. Like, right. Yeah. 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 Yep. B- so, yeah. Business going to each territory. What was uh, Harley's promotion in St. Louis? What was it I don't called? know. Oh, okay. Okay. I, okay. I know it was an NW. It was part of the NWA. So I don't yeah, know if it's know like had a promotion. St. Louis or, or okay. what it is. But, okay. but yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, Harley had St. Louis. And uh, so the athletic commissions, you know, because you're paying them taxes and you're paying them for your license and all this stuff, your promoter's right. license. Right. So the, the, it used to be kind of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of deal. Like right. when other promoters came into, you know, the state and asked for a license, they'd get denied. Right. Well, apparently Vince had enough money to, to, to get accepted a promoter's license. Oh, wow. Um, and so he just ran in St. Louis. Like, you know, uh, and it's interesting because apparently the, the reason why Vince was able to do what he did was because he, he had enough money where it was like, either you're going to partner with me or I'm just going to take over by kicking in the door kind of thing. Guerrilla um, tactics. Yes. Yep. Uh, so, so yeah, he just paid the athletic commission enough money to get a get a promoter's license and be able to run in St. Louis. And the, uh, <laughs> that man, that man had no fear, no fear. Um, and, and the rumor. So this is Hogan's version of it. Hogan uh, says, here we go. Hogan here we go. <laughs> Harley Race showed up, brandishing a gun about, tried to burn the ring down, but Hogan stopped him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And said, we can work this out, brother. <laughs> and Harley said... Burn down the ring. Yeah. I never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is in Hogan's book. Uh, he said, we can work this out, brother. And Harley said, I-, I just want a job. And Hogan got Harley Race a job in WWF. And he would go on to become King Harley Race. Uh, oh, my goodness. So that's Hogan's version of <laughs> Well, yeah, did Harley ever verify this story or... Well, other people ha- have talked about it. You know, unfortunately, Harley has since passed and not been. Right, right, but like before then, he gave a mention about this. No, or if he did, it must have just been in private. Uh, okay. Because other people, you know, have refuted Hogan's story, saying the way Harley tells it is that Harley showed up to the building with his gear bag, with yeah. a gun in the gear bag, and basically went up to Vince and was like, you know, I can't believe what you're doing, like blah, blah, blah. And Vince was just like, here's my promoter's license. Here's all my stuff. Like, what are you going to do? And, and right. Harley thought he would be able to just kind of scare Vince. Right. You know, he wasn't going to actually shoot him or, you know, but, but right. Vince wasn't scared. You know? Yeah, he didn't back down. 
Yeah, and so Harley had to leave because all you know, and Vince had Gorilla Monsoon with him, and probably whoever else. You know, who yep. knows what kind of people Vince traveled with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, so Harley had to leave. Okay. Um, but, and then later, Harley got a job. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm curious how that happened. I would know. I would like to know that comment. Like, if he, if Vince reached out, it probably reached out. Yeah, I'd be curious myself. Um, I, and I mean, they gave him know. a decent push. At, and they gave him a decent push as winning the first King of the Ring. Yes. Yep. Um, so, like, some somebody had to have been cool with so and so. Well, it's funny to think about. I'm like Harley. He was an NWA champion. Um, so I mean, he had a good pedigree to prestige. Him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's 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 good business to have him in and give him a push. But it was towards the end of his career, though, right? It was. That's that's yeah, the only yeah, thing yeah. I guess I would say. But probably Vince could probably start, probably still thought dolls in him, possibly. Yeah, especially probably in certain territories. Like I bet when yeah, they ran in the southern ones. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was uh, according to Cornette, one of Vince's biggest problems. Was that even though he was able to like buy in to wrestle in these places, right? The fans didn't like that style of wrestling. Then New York wrestling, right? Yeah. So they had a hard time. So that that's when he started having to be like, okay, well, we need the talent like from these places to make people want to come. Didn't he also? Didn't uh, he? In, oh no, that was in WCW that Harley managed uh, Vader. Yeah, I, I thought he was also managing WWF, but not WCW. No. He was a great manager in WCW with Vader, I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. D- definitely uh, put him over. Yeah. Um, I, I loved that WCW Vader run, you know. Who's the man? What was that? Like 91 to 93? No. Like 93. 93. Yeah. 93, yeah. I think it was 93 when it was him and Flair at Starcade. Pretty much before cause Hogan came in, what, 90? 94. The end of 93, 94? Yeah, somewhere around yeah, that so yeah, it was a wrap after that. Yeah, I'm still disappointed that how he was used when he was brought over to um, you know Vince's him in '96, wasn't it? '95, yeah. '96. That was so disappointing. Well, uh, he couldn't wrestle that style. He needed to be <clears throat> Vader. Like you need Vader to be this monster wrestling his Japanese strong style, and he, you know, he wasn't allowed to do that there. He became on. Oh, he really Vader. wasn't allowed to do it in WCW. Oh, he definitely was. Really? He didn't look I mean he was he was like demolishing dudes, but it wasn't like Japanese, you know, New Japan type stuff. It was the American equivalent. I mean you watch him oh, in there okay. with jobbers, he's he's mauling them. You watch him in there with Cactus Jack, he's mauling him. You watch him in there with Flair, it's not quite the same. But mm-hmm. Or Sting. <laughs> or Sting, yeah. But they were still like great in matches. In between. Yes, definitely. Because Vader was I think didn't him, to... him, Yeah, didn't him and Steamboat have a decent match too? Yes, yes they did. Uh, no, they him and Rude ever lock up? That I don't recall. Okay. I don't think I think they both would have been heels. So I don't. But think wasn't they... wasn't Rude a face briefly in WCW? No. He's, he's so he's always been a heel throughout his whole career. Throughout his whole career. That's crazy, right? I, I wonder how many performers have been like that. Huh? That never switched. I know Ricky Steamboat's never been a heel. Okay. Uh, Ricky Morton's never been a heel. No, that's not true. Ricky Morton has been a heel. He was Richard Morton of the, of the York Foundation for a brief period. Okay. Um, all right, so Ricky Steamboat's I, never been a heel. I guess Cena? Cena's been both. When was he a heel? When he first started. Oh, yeah. Doctor, well, yeah, Doctor Doc, 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 But was that really a heel heel? 
Like, was he using you know, heel he, tactics? Yeah, he'd use heel tactics. He'd, be, he'd hit people with the chain. Oh, okay. 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 He had, uh, remember that brief period where he had Bull Buchanan with him for some reason? Nah, I don't remember that. Were they a tag team? No, like, Cena was a singles wrestler, but for some reason, like, Bull Buchanan, like, was, like, his, like, hype man. So, Bull Buchanan would come out in, like, the basketball jersey and sideways basketball hat. Okay. It was really weird. It lasted maybe three months, like, but it was weird. Okay. Okay. Um, But, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, you're right. Steamboat. Um, I would argue Sting has never been a heel. What about about Crowsting? Even Crowsting wasn't a heel. Was he with the NWO at one time? That was fake Sting. No, Red and Black? Yeah, Red and Black. Wolfpack. They were baby faces. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I don't think Sting's ever been heel. Uh, I don't think Warrior has ever been a heel. Uh, You might be right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say that's a, that'd be even harder for like that character wise. Could you even be a, a heel? I think so. Really? He just, yeah, I, I would. He would just need to be a darker version. I think. But yeah. how do you make that? Because the character is a very high energetic, you know, almost like a like a like a like a like a Thor type character. Because he's always calling on the higher you know beings and that type of stuff. Yeah, I would he really I- do that as a heel? I, I think so. I, I think of uh, his WrestleMania six promo, where he's like, "Hulk Hogan, the decision has been made. The you know the pilot's been kicked out. Like the doors have been stripped off. Yeah, but that's not right. He wasn't a nosedive. When you come, when you become a heel, you have you also have to go after the fans too. Right. But I think he could. I think he could be like, I don't need the power of the Warriors. I rely on my own powers alone. All right, that could yeah, that could work. That was like a lone wolf type of situation. Yeah, like he was disappointed in the, in the fans that they didn't have his back, and then he had to go into a dark place, a sunken right. place. I, I've fallen into the land of destrucity, and here we now, are. You know, now looking back, that would have been a a, a cool storyline, right? A dark warrior. Uh, Vince, they they definitely could. Especially when he was getting a little staler, they kind of you know re you know invented him uh, with that. Yes, no, agreed. Ah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, did you ever get his comics? Uh I feel like I had one. Did you? Did, was it interesting? It was like Warrior as a superhero, basically like fighting you know basic crime villains. Okay. Okay, so, so not not too bad then. No, you know, staying no. the superhero fair. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Man, that one warrior in WCW was terrible. I think I'm the only person in the world that was a fan. You vibed with it. So what 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 gravitated uh, to you? Well, here's what's funny, and I'm literally just realizing this about myself while we're talking right now. Yep. I like theatrics and wrestling. Okay. Um, so like I, I dig like you know Hogan's looking in the mirror and seeing Warrior, but then Warrior's not there. Yep. Um, you know I, I dig all the smoke in the ring and Warrior like pops up out of nowhere. Yep. Um, you know like the the, the long promos. Uh, you know I you and I we've met before. Yeah. This man, he must be your barber. 
Like, like Warrior was like kind of the first guy to like really like uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Not shoot, but like blend those lines of reality and be like, oh, you existed in another place in a different way. Ah, okay, okay. Um, so, so I I, I dug all, all that Warrior stuff, the One Warrior Nation, uh, and to be fair, I mean, I'm a big Warrior Mark. Um, yep. From, from day one, like I was like, oh my god, this guy. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so I, I think I may be the only person in the world that was into One Warrior Nation. And I, I, I'm so into Warrior. Like, when, when he started his website yeah. uh, with, like, his motivational stuff, yeah. like, I, I, somewhere in our in our spare bedroom, which has basically become our closet, yeah. um, <laughs> I have a box in there that, that has printout from the Warrior uh, website with, like, his eating plan, with, like, his workout plan, and with, like, motivational advice. And like one of the things I'll never forget, he was like, "Oh, like you know, they say you burn so many calories eating an apple, but that's yep. the average person. What if you eat an apple like a warrior and devour it in seconds? Then how many calories are you burning?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> what did you think, other than the promos of his um, of their feud? I guess like the in-ring performances. Well, yeah, I mean, probably, Hogan. probably not very did it, good. Did it, did it hold that same electricity from their WrestleMania six occasion? No, definitely okay. not. Um, okay. I, I don't know. Whew, I don't. If you go back and watch that WrestleMania six, just just the opening. Yep. I mean, I don't know what can compete with that. Okay, I, mean, that, I gotta that, go that, back because I can't that, really that remember it. Yeah, I can't remember it. Go back and watch it. Like the match itself isn't that great. But, okay. but just the, the crowd, and, and that's why I say even just the opening, where it's just Hogan and Warrior just looking at each other. Okay. The, 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 that, that place is like, like you can feel it. How long is the match? Probably 10 minutes. Okay. You think One that might be long. one of the shortest uh, main events? <laughs> uh, probably up there. I, I don't remember how long was WrestleMania 3, Hogan and Andre, because I feel like that probably couldn't have been very long either. No, I felt like that was like a good half hour match. Was it? Yeah, or like forty minute match. Yeah, it wasn't Crazy. short. Crazy. Wasn't I gotta short. go back and watch that. Um, you know, the thing you guys get twenty minutes of Hogan selling. Fair. Well, and I, it's funny because I'm like, oh, Hogan Warrior may have been longer too because I'm like, heck, ten minutes might have just been the the opening of them looking at each other. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. Because it is, I mean, literally, like, they, they just stand there staring at each other, but, like, the crowd is going nuts, so there's no point in them doing anything. Like, okay. everyone's eating it up, but it's like, yeah, it, it's nuts. You know, they, they look at each other, then one looks to the right, the other looks to the left, you know, and everyone's like, oh! <laughs> you know? So, uh, so they basically mimicked that uh, later with Rock and Hogan then? And Toronto? A little bit. A little bit uh, what was yeah. it, WrestleMania 18? WrestleMania 18, yes. Okay. 12 years later. Okay. But okay. sim- but similarly, it's funny with Hogan and Rock. They I don't think they went into that expecting the crowd to be the way they were. Being so split. Yeah. Yeah. But Hogan and Rock, both being the professionals that they are, they knew how to roll with that and make that work. Do you think that hurt um, Rock's uh, not feelings? But do you think he felt some type of way? He was like, oh, I thought I'd be over a hundred percent compared to you know, Hogan as the yeah. heel and this kind of third. No way, um, okay. because you know it's Hulk Hogan. Okay. So it's like uh, I mean the, the man's an icon. He's back in WWF. 
wrestling yep. a singles match. Like, there, there's just so much there. Yep. You, you, there'd be no reason to feel a certain kind of way. And it's not like the fans were booing The Rock. Like, they were, you know, it was a split thing. Like, you know, and so, so no, I don't think Rock felt any kind of way about that at all. It only, it bolstered him. Okay. I think he did feel some type of way when he fought uh, against Brock, though, when folks were booing him. Granted, he was leaving to do Hollywood stuff, but yeah, he looked a little flustered. Oh, yeah. And I think that very different situation because they were booing Rock, like, and they were, like, mad at him, like, how dare you leave us? Yeah. Do you think that was right? He has too much entitlement from the, from the fans? The jilted girlfriend. Yeah. That, 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 I agree. Uh, I agree. Because it's like, do you want this? Wasn't that? Was, I always scratched my head when they had that whole feud with him and Cena because that was like that basically what it was all about. Yeah, and then but then Cena grew up and realized. Like, oh, yeah, you know what? Like, <laughs> why not make a lot of money? <laughs> not get beat up. Like, so basically, basically Cena was being a mark. You saying? A little bit, yeah. <clears throat> and, and that's nothing against Cena. I get it. I, I felt the same way at one point in time. Really? Oh yeah. I didn't feel any certain kind of way about The Rock. Oh okay. But I I felt like oh like if you're a wrestler you should be a wrestler like and that's what you know and how dare you try to do something else like yeah but that was this this is not first thing like Hogan was the OG of doing you know Hollywood type stuff. But Hogan never left wrestling to do. He was part he was part time though. You could tell when he was about to film something. True, but he, he you always knew he was coming back. Right, just to probably do like a mess- WrestleMania. Yeah, but he was still coming back. He always felt like, you know, and whenever Hogan, even when Hogan was doing Hollywood, like yep. he'd go on talk shows and stuff. He was Hulk Hogan, the wrestler. Like he never tried to be Terry Bollea, the actor. Oh, okay. Okay. Like okay. The Rock completely like tried to be Dwayne Johnson. Like The Rock, I don't know what you're talking about. Wrestling? Rest? No, no, no wrestling. I got to find these interviews. I know you mentioned this before, but I've yet to ever see him ever like totally just like not acknowledge his wrestling past. Like, this just seems odd to me. Yeah, you gotta find that stuff. It's, like, probably around 2005, 2006, somewhere in that ballpark, but when he lost all the weight and uh, had a completely different look, it just, yeah, he, he was like, oh, no, no, I'm Dwayne Johnson. It's no rock out of Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> it was a very brief brief time. It was a very brief time. Probably more of his, his handlers than, than him, I would imagine. I'm sure. You know, and and then they realize like, wait, this isn't getting them over. Yeah, because I say now, if you would think about it, he embraced wrestling. Like he has this young rock show, which is all about the biz. Like, yeah, which, and I haven't watched that show yet. I, I need to. But yes. what I just learned, I, I didn't realize this. The show is all about the perspective of him as the president of the United States, and he's telling his life story. Yep. I did not know that. Well, there was always, you know, whispers that he. Potentially get into politics sometime, you know, in his lifetime. So wild. Uh, I mean, it's been done before. Jesse the Body was, um, you know, governor of Minnesota. Absolutely. We've, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, governor of California. But he, I mean, he wasn't wrestler, but yeah. <laughs> no, no. But he is a WWE Hall of Famer. Yes, it's true. This is true. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, who knows? And The Rock, at one point, you know, I think he, uh, you know, went to speak at, you know, Republican conventions in the past. But I think yeah. now he's sort of blending as that line in regards to that he doesn't want to stay what party he's behind. So you can definitely see he might be gearing up for 
some sort of role in some sort of cabinet or you know government office. Yes, and it's interesting actually because I never thought about this. The Rock may be best off uh, running as an independent. Yeah, I agree. Like usually that hurts people because when you're an independent, you don't have a backer. Right. But The Rock doesn't need a backer. He's like. But know. I think even if he did lean to either party, he would still have a chance. Like I mean, Kane, governor of Kentucky. Um, Tennessee. Tennessee. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, and Kane, he's a Republican. Right. So. You know, but, it doesn't hurt. I guess also that. But that's What's in that? Ten- but that's in Tennessee. What do you mean? Like Kane being a Republican in Tennessee, I think is a positive for Kane. Oh, I got you. I got you. But yeah, yeah. I think Rock. If Rock ran as an independent, um, I think you know he's like I don't believe in party lines. Right. And, you know, just like I'm here to do. I'm here to be the people's champion. Right. Uh, right. I mean, it, it writes itself. Right. Um, it, it'll be interesting in the next because mm, obviously Hollywood career I mean he, he can you know be an actor forever but like the type of actor he is the you know action superstar and keeping up that body size is not really going to be healthy going forward in his golden uh, years so maybe politics might be the best you know rebirth of whatever career he wants to continue yeah it'll be uh, I'd be very curious to see actually what uh if yeah, he's, yeah, he's financially stable, you know, passed on his generational. Hopefully his kids will be able to, you know, carry on his, you know, legacy in regards to, you know, financial stability as well. So, yes, which, be, uh, you know, any issue. within the next few years, I guess we'll find out what uh, his daughter, uh, Simone, will, you know, we'll see if. Uh, I was gonna say, hasn't she been in the performance center for a minute? Too? She has. But I know okay. she's also going to college at the same time. Okay, yeah, I'm like, did she stop or is she No, no, she's really still there. Progressing? Because uh, a lot of people were questioning why she wasn't part of the NXT women's, uh, what is it Breakout tournament? On? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but she's, she's still in college too. Like she, she's kind of like, uh, that, uh, Olympic medalist there, Gable Stevenson. Oh, okay. Because um, he's still in college. Uh, so okay. it's like, you know, he does his college thing then when he's got breaks or whatever. Well, with Gable Stevenson. They, they've set up his own performance center out in Minnesota. Oh, uh, for real? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. So he, they really, they really backing him, huh? Big time, big time. They think he's going to be the next Kurt Angle. Okay, I think it was like Brock or somebody like that. Uh, well, I guess Brock. You could say Brock too, but but yeah, because he's the gold medalist. Like he, he goes to Brock's alma mater. He 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 legitimately Minnesota? trains with yeah. Okay. He trains with Brock. Um, okay. So, so yeah, they think he's going to be a huge star. For his sake, I hope so. Right? All but, this hype? Yeah. But so far, but then it's the same thing. Of, right. I was going to say, uh, what's his face that looked like Brock? He, he saw this. You they know, let him go. He's been released now. Yeah. I was going to say, he fizzled. So, yeah. I don't know. So, it'll be, be interesting, I guess, to see how things go, where things go. But, uh, oh, yeah, but hopefully, the, hopefully the, the, the hype won't, you know, overstress him. That he doesn't, you know, get too... Hopefully, hopefully not. Um, but I was gonna say with Rock's daughter, she goes to the NYU. Oh, and, uh, really? Yes. Okay. And they did not set up a performance center for her near her school. So, oh, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's basically like when she's got breaks, she's at the performance center. Probably okay. like over the summer and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, I wonder if the other girls are like 
hoping that the, you know they don't injure her or you know do something to like <laughs> oh i know get the right? wrath of like her father <laughs> <laughs> for the wrath of vince yeah especially if they, if they sell the company and you know rock and nick con and then other you know investors purchase it Woo! well then that that's if that happens though that's going to be tough on the rock starting why it's not wrong with nepotism <laughs> fans don't like it true uh, yeah that well um i'm trying to think has there yeah there hasn't really been you know like a a, a, a five you know not a five but like a company run superstar that like has the well, I guess in the in the mid south, like Jeff Jarrett, you know his father Jerry Jarrett was running. True, so. and Jeff Jarrett was fine. But look at Garrett Bischoff; that didn't go well. Was that his actual legit son, though? Yeah, that's his actual legit son. Oh, okay, that was like uh, work son. No, 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 that's his legit son. Okay. Uh, yeah, does he still wrestle? Funny you ask that. I feel like I heard he made an appearance at a recent Impact taping, but I, I'm not sure if I if I recall that correctly. Was he good? I didn't. I think it was just a run in. No, no, no. Have you have, in the past? Like, is oh, he in good? The past, no. Oh, oh, he's green. He was very green. So I oh, mean, you know, that he, that, that bad, huh? Uh, no, nothing against him. It's tough. Like, well, they were they really pushing him hard. Like, I mean, he was part of Aces and Eights. Okay. Um, when that storyline was going on, which was basically the TNA NWO. Okay. And uh, it, it's tough because, I mean, they brought him in green and inexperienced and put him on national TV. Like, okay. I don't know if you can say that's his fault. But... Okay. All right. And I guess similar with uh, Eric Watts. Oh, Eric Watts. That's another one. Yeah. Um, but then again, his father didn't run the company. He was just head booker. Right. Um. But, uh, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see if uh, The Rock does, you know, pick up, you know, events that stuff. It will be interesting. Um, yeah, it's. I, I think the next few years in pro wrestling are going to be very interesting. Yeah. Because uh, it's going to shape, I think, the landscape of pro wrestling going forward. For the good or for the bad? I don't know. Okay. That's what we'll find out. Okay. But I, I think, you know, Vince McMahon will be done with WWE within the next three years. Yeah, because he's, what, 75? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> he's um, probably uh, sit back, probably help. Uh, I know uh, Linda's always trying to get into politics, so probably just help her try to succeed in that. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe they just retire. Like, So the rumor, and, and you know, I, this is a rumor I hate to, to report on, yeah. But, uh, the rumor and innuendo is that Vince and Linda, like, they're, they're only married legally. But, like, what do you mean? They don't, like, they don't live together anymore. They don't. Oh, okay. So they're separated. Yeah. Okay. Which, uh, if that's the case, that's very sad. You know, you hate to hear that. Yeah. But I could see it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's not the case. But, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Like you said, it's going to be interesting. Uh, so, uh, going forward, before we sign out, because we're at a, a magic number, um, what do you have upcoming for your show? Yeah, um, well, yeah, just had last, uh, this past Friday night, had MCW yep. Wrestling in, uh, yep. Dedham, Massachusetts, um, action-packed show from beginning to end, and, uh, yours truly was involved in a last-man-standing match 
with Foxy Calvin Campbell. And uh, whew, talk about uh, violence. We, we literally made people uncomfortable. Um, we uh, took things to a new level. We uh, Foxy actually at one point took Doc Ozone's belt and uh, whipped me with it. I uh, still have the marks on my back and, and side uh, from that. But uh, at the end of the day, yours truly was able to get the victory. Um, you know, it's a last man standing match. The only way to win is to uh, incapacitate your opponent for a 10 count. And uh, Foxy, after hitting me with his finisher, which is the uh, Sweet Kiss Goodnight, it's basically a, uh, you know, Bray Wyatt's move there, the, um, what does he call it? Where he like bends you over his knee and like pulls you up. Yep. So Foxy does something kind of like that, but it ends with an RKO. Okay. Uh, so Foxy hit me with two of those. Uh, had me down, um, but you know, in the heat of the moment, he, he wanted to really put the nail on the coffin. He went for a third one. I was able to get him in a rear naked choke, uh, brought him down to the mat. We were both down, the refs counting. And then uh, me being the savvy ring veteran that I am, coming up on almost 20 years in the business, um, I, I had the wherewithal to know that to win, I need to be standing. And so I just rolled my feet to the floor uh, at the 10 count. So I was technically standing. <laughs> okay. And uh, so, so that's how that match ended. And then, uh, yeah, so uh, that was that. We'll see what we've got going on for the next NCW show, which is June 17th. Um, but be- before then... I do have a show coming up this coming weekend, Saturday, June 4th, um, in Fairfield, Maine, of all places. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who my opponent will be. Uh, I will find out that information, and I'll report on it next week. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, the show will have already happened, so I guess, yeah. I'll, uh, <laughs> uh, but either way, I'll report on it. But uh, it's in mm-hmm. Fairfield, Maine. For anyone that's up in that area, the show's going to be for a good cause. It's for uh, the local uh, baseball team. Uh, it's a fundraiser. Um, most of the proceeds will be going to that baseball team. Uh, the high, it's the high school. It's the local high school baseball team. Okay. Um, so, yeah, anybody that's in the Fairfield, Maine area on Saturday, June 4th, uh, please go buy tickets. Uh, the show will be at the Fairfield Community Center. I want to say 7 p.m. bell time, but I need to find that out, too. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, definitely looking forward to hear more about how it goes. Um, all right, cool. Uh, what is on today's water jug? Mm. Today's water jug, and uh, this is a great message for uh, everybody to take into the week, to take into your life. Do whatever it takes. Boom. There you go. And. Uh, <laughs> We are on the cusp of uh, Memorial Day, uh, so everybody hopefully is having a great Memorial Day long weekend. Hopefully yes. Use uh, uh, tomorrow, Monday, to relax, hang out with friends, family, or just to let your head down and just recover. Totally. And uh, my, my deepest sympathies and empathies with all of you that do not have Memorial Day off, like myself. Uh, I gotta work Oof. the uh, gotta work the day job because that's the Oof. retail world. Uh, yes, yep. So, uh, so my deepest uh, go out to to anyone that's 
also got to work. I'll be working a little bit later today. I'll be working tomorrow. So I, I know what it's like uh, for, for all of you out there. Um, but yeah, but for those that do have it off, please enjoy some barbecue for me. <laughs> right? Indeed. Indeed. All right. All right well, uh, take us out. Yeah. Uh, as we say every week, you can be anywhere in the world right now. And you're here. You're listening to us. We appreciate that. We love y'all. And uh, remember this week, do whatever it takes, whatever your goals are, whether they be big or small, whether it's to drink an extra glass of water a day, whether it's to get in a workout, whether it's to make your bed, what, whatever your thing is, or whether it's something even larger, whether it's to become president of the United States and be the most electrifying president in all of U.S. history, whatever <laughs> that goal is, <laughs> do whatever it takes this week to get yourself closer to it, to advance. And on that note, like we always do about this time, one, two, three.